Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So the Kansas City Royals taking a cue from what Peter Seidler did here with the San Diego Padres as a small market baseball team. Welcome back. It's Ben and Woods, hour number two here on a Tuesday on 97.3 The Fan. You really do make the San Diego connection with everything. It's actually an incredible, incredible. Well, there's a lot of San Diego connections talent. here. Uh, look at <laughs> it's, a, it's a skill. Look at the offseason the Royals have had. Oh, they yeah. signed uh, Michael Waka, yes. former Padre. Yeah. Seth Lugo, oh, yeah. former Padre. Oh, yeah. Hunter Renfro. Former Did they sign him too? Yeah, yeah, they got Hunter Renfro. Um, let's see, they just uh, signed Adam Frazier, former Padre. Good God, they are the Padre. And now, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and now they have uh, offered and signed to an eleven-year, two hundred eighty-eight point eight million dollar contract extension. Their young, exciting, promising shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. There. Fernando Tatis Jr. of their organization, as it were, to lock him up for a decade plus, like the Padres did with Tatis to the 14-year deal uh, three years ago. Now, we'll really know that they're copying us when they move him to right field next year, (laughs) and he is a a platinum glove winner. Like, hey, something's afoot here. Now, they haven't gone out on the giant free agent market and done the uh, the Manny Machado and Xander Bogart signing. They're still the Kansas City Royals, and and they may not be... Uh, fully in with the. Let's see if we can increase the payroll to the uh, you know the level of the top five teams in baseball. But uh, clearly, the Padres, AJ Preller, Peter Seidler were on to something when they identified a young potential superstar player and thought, let's let's take care of this early. Let's go with the long term contract that may look ridiculous at the time. A com- almost you know unproven player getting three hundred and forty million dollars for that amount of time. That's that was it was nuts. Uh, people viewed it as as completely unnecessary. Why you could wait a little bit? Yeah. Why would you do it so early? And you're gonna you could regret this. Of course you could, and you still may. But now other teams are seeing the value in with the way that baseball salaries just continue to increase. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s deal. In just a short couple of years, all of a sudden looks like a bargain. It absolutely a, poten- a real potential it, bargain. Twenty four a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, with Otani getting seven hundred million now. Yeah, for a superstar player, and if he is anywhere near what we've seen so far for a decade, 
the Padres will be reaping the benefits of that deal for a long time. Soto's next contract will probably be the more appropriate comp. I mean, you can't compare anybody to Otani. It'll be double contract. at least, I think, now. But yeah. you can't you can't compare to Otani. Yeah, the number is what it is, but yeah. the guy's a uh, never-before-seen two-way player. Right. But Soto getting $450, million, that's still that's more comparable to Tatis now as another outfielder, and you're like... Yeah, I'll take the Tees at twenty four million a year. One Absolutely. Of the, one of the differences I've I've seen in the two is that I don't see the national blowback um, with the Kansas City Royals signing Bobby Witt Jr. to this deal. I love Bobby Witt Jr. He's from my hometown of Colleyville, Texas. My brother went to Colleyville High School. Uh, the Witt family grew up there. I love Bobby Witt Jr. This is not a knock on him. I have not seen any blowback. Uh, on on this deal at all, like we did with the Fernando Tatis Jr. deal. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, in fact, who is, you know, is kind of a low-hanging fruit, easy target sometimes. I mean, he wrote the article yesterday. Rosenthal, Bobby Witt Jr. extension shows small market teams can and should make big moves. When two weeks ago he wrote that they shouldn't because they might end up being a pedophile like Wander Franco. And then he had a lot to say about the Tatis deal when that happened. So I don't really know. It's very much snip, snap, snip, snap, back, forth, back, forth. Like, is it good or is it not? Is it good? I think it's good. I, If I was the Royals brass, I'd say absolutely. Are you open to this, Bobby? You are? Great. Then let's get this thing done. We want you here, and we want you manning shortstop for the next 10 years, 11 years. Absolutely want you to be a Royal for the rest of your life. Now, he's got opt-outs yeah, that in, the, does, in that, the seventh, That does protect him year. a little bit. If protects there's, him. Uh, if he's like, uh, you know, an unbelievable superstar. And he's like, this, you know, we're not winning, and this is terrible, and I want to win before I go. Then, yeah, he's got an option to to get out of there if he wants to. But I thought this was an awesome move, and I thought it was a necessary move. Am I? Do I also understand they're bucking for a new stadium to be built in Kansas City? Is that I right? I think they just decided that they're staying. Are they going to stay? Yeah, at, and they're going to they're going to re- refurbish. And it's I, thought, I thought I read that they were still working on. Are it. Are they still thinking about it? Potentially. Uh, I well, know. I know a lot of people would like them to stay. They love Kaufman. I loved it. I had the time of my life. It really was one of the nicer, cooler stadiums I'd been to. I thought Passon wrote something along the lines of, like, to start his story yesterday, uh, the Royals are hoping that to get a new stadium soon okay. and that Bobby Witt Jr. will be the centerpiece of it okay. or something like that. He's a spectacular player, man. He is a spectacular player. I love watching him play. Um, but, yeah, it's I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it's great for the game. And for all the reasons we just talked about with, like, Tatis being a bargain, you don't the market changes so much in just a short span. I mean, when guys like Sean Manaya are making, whatever, $15 million a year, guys that y- you completely forgot about, like, that's on the pitching side of it, but I look around baseball, and you look at like what the Mariners did uh, with um, their center field. Julio. Rodriguez. Julio, yep. you know, signing him to that long-term deal. Yep, 12-year deal. You're seeing prospects getting yeah. six, seven, eight-year contracts the, the guy now. Jackson Chorio just got eight years, $82 million the, the from the Brewers. The Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great. And hey, listen, don't be surprised. You know, don't be surprised if, if Ethan Salas continues to climb the ranks as he is, uh, that you don't see a deal like this in the next two to three years for the San Diego Padres of locking him down for 10, 11, Maybe 12 even years. Sooner. Maybe even sooner. You never know. 
I'm uh, I'm accused in the chat of being a little jealous of the Royals. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I might be a little jealous of the Brewers as well. They made a move yesterday that uh, that I liked. Um, well, let's get into that first. Uh, the phone lines are open for Take on Woods. We're about three minutes away from our game, so if you want to get in now, this is your chance. Nobody on the line. 833-288-0973. Chance to qualify for our new Las Vegas getaway and tickets to Air Supply. In concert at the Westgate, but uh, you need to beat or tie Woods in our game coming up. Musical Trivia Challenge, 833-288-0973. Call now. We're going to play in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, the uh, the other move in baseball yesterday was uh, maybe under the radar, but the Milwaukee Brewers, who just traded away Corbin Burns, of course, to the Baltimore Orioles, signed right-handed pitcher Jacob Junis to a one-year $7 million deal. And, uh, you know, Junis didn't... Corbin Burns. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if you worked in Milwaukee this morning and tried to pitch this, they would come after your head. No, but uh, he does, and I saw Eno Saris come out with some of his stuff, and his slider is is definitely one of the best in the game. He showed the Stuff Plus numbers on sliders, and Junis was right up there, I think it was in the top 10, top 15 in the league. Uh, one of the top ones in the league, I noticed, was Michael King as well, new Padres pitcher with one of the top sliders in all of baseball, but if you're trying to find, I mean, you're never going to replace a Corbin Burns completely, but to trade him, the Brewers obviously would like to still be competitive. Sure. Uh, it's certainly a winnable division that they've gotten to the playoffs several times in recent years. They make it harder on themselves by not being able to keep star players, but I thought a nice, you know, a temporary, yeah. you know, stopgap move to replace. Corbin Burns and someone that, you know, I, I'm looking for the Padres still to add one more stopgap type pitcher. Were there details on seven million? Seven million. One okay. year, seven million. Yep. Yeah. I mean, but again, it's, you know, Jacob Junis is not some star player who has consistently put up, you know, great numbers. He's got some good stuff, though. He projects he had a career seven war, 0.8 last season. That's not star, but three, 3.87 ERA, four and three, you know, at 86 innings. It's um these are the kind of players that I would think the Padres would be looking into at least you know going into spring training yeah, they needing, may be. needing to add they may know. be I don't know I don't know uh, I don't know what they're what they're up to no no they have uh, played it close to the vest very very close to the vest I mean you can't get much closer to the vest you're like you're in inside the you know, you're vest. inside, inside you're under vest. your shirt peering through oh two kings. Yeah, you're, it's up under your shirt. You really don't want anybody to see it. All right, uh, let's uh, get to today's game. It's time to play Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, we got Tom as our contestant as uh, Woods leaves the studio. Tom, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, first timer, or have you played before? First time caller. All right. Love it. Let's go through the rules. I'm sure you know them, but just for everybody. It's five questions. Uh, Woods will then come back, answer the same five questions without benefit of the category. If you beat or tie him, we will put you into our grand prize monthly drawing for a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and two tickets to Air Supply May 31st, June 1st at the Westgate International Theater. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And, of course, Take on Woods is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. Here are your categories, Tom, for a Tuesday. Still have the mystery category sitting there. 
Uh, that one, the uh, the first song, the two-second song, will give you the clue to the rest of the answers. We have Don't Call Me Edward. That is all about musical eddies. And we have a new category called Add a Zero, in which you're going to add a zero to each answer all the way through. So your choice, mystery category, Don't Call Me Edward, or Add a Zero. Tom, what is it going to be? mystery category. Ooh, Why not? It's back. All right. Um, the mystery category can be tough, but if you identify the two-second song and the artist, you'll be well on your way to solving today's mystery category. So, Paul, going to play you some music. Give me the title and the artist. If you don't know it, say pass. You may figure out the category later on as we go. Uh, you'll have 60 seconds to answer as many as you can. If you don't know, say pass. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the clock. Tom, you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. The mystery category. The music will decide. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays that music. Good luck, Tom. Let's take on Woods. I never meant to be so bad to you. Uh, Which 1980s song that became an international sensation turned the Vapors into one-hit wonders? I really think so. The title of which Led Zeppelin progressive classic shares a name with the northernmost province of India near the Himalayan mountains? It didn't become popular until David Bowie recorded it in 1983, but which song did he co-write with Iggy Pop that was first recorded back in 1977? Uh, Pat. Murray Head is the British actor who raps out the verses in which quirky song from the musical Chess... Goodness, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Tom! Pass. All right, go back to our song. Oh God! That's okay. No, you know what, Tom? It's all right. The mystery category can be very tough. Got to get the first one. Yeah. So that song is "Heat of the Moment" by Asia, and Asia was the theme because the rest of the answers were turning Japanese by The Vapors, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, China Girl by David Bowie, and One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head, all Asian places. So, I don't know, maybe this will be tough for Woods, too. We had a 5-4 game yesterday. Yeah. All right, Woods. Down goes Woods. All right, uh, let's reset everything 60 seconds back on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Tom. Heat of the moment, Asia. Correct. Which 1980 song that became an international sensation turned the Vapors into one-hit wonders? I really think so. Um, I'm turning Japanese. Correct. The title of which Led Zeppelin progressive classic shares a name with the northernmost province of India near the Himalayan mountains? Kashmir. Correct. It didn't become popular until David Bowie recorded it in 1983, but which song did he co-write with Iggy Pop, first recorded in 1977? Um, that is uh, Fame. Incorrect. No, it's not fame. Murray Head is the British actor who raps out the verses in which quirky song Ugh. from the musical Chess. Putting on the Ritz? No. You got three. Which What's is the Bowie one? China Girl. China Girl. I didn't know he wrote that with Iggy Pop, actually. Yeah, it was a mystery category. He did. Uh, Asia was the theme. A- Asia, Heat of the Moment, Turning Japanese, Cashmere, China Girl, and One Night in Bangkok. I hate that song. But uh, you did win Head. today. Three, nothing over oh. top. It's a mystery category, which is always tough. That is very. That was very tough. Yeah, Murray Head. By the way, that song's terrible. I know you like it. I, <laughs> I do. know you do. I know it. You didn't have to tell me. I knew you liked it. I do. Bangkok 
Oriental City. It's the worst. The worst. One night in Bangkok makes the hard man humble. Whoa. My goodness. All right. Let's uh, let's try again tomorrow with another game of Take on Woods. Congratulations on getting back Thank into you. the win column after an L to guy yesterday. All right. Don't do this. Is coming up next. You said you had a uh, Matt Barnes story? Oh, dude. Come on, man. Yeah, you went full Little League dad. And we, have our, uh, dad. we have our first controversy from Super Bowl week in Las Vegas already involving... Another one? The San Francisco 49ers. All right. Coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. They're dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, two stories that make you shake your head. A little do-do this to wrap it up. It's our traditional 
720 segment, and we'll let uh, Woodsy kick us off this morning. Hello, Woods. Hello, my friend. Uh, former NBA forward Matt Barnes went full Little League dad at his son's high school basketball game. He was standing, yelling uh, obscenities at the referee. And then, this is where it gets interesting, he allegedly attempted to intimidate a student broadcaster. Uh, So, Jake Lancer said on the air, Harvard-Westlake broadcaster, that Matt Barnes came up and kind of put his hands on me, actually. Um, Lancer said he was fine. Uh, but Barnes had been going onto the court multiple times to yell at the fi- the officials. When the two made eye contact is when he approached Lancer. He said, what do you think you're looking at? And I said, you're screaming you're a P-word to the refs mid-game while I'm trying to announce. Don't touch me. And then he said, I'll slap the S out of you. This is a kid, by the way. He's like 17 years old. He's like the, the Ben Higgins right. of Harvard-Westlake over there trying to call Which a basketball Which is pretty big-time high school basketball. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the L.A. area. So another video posted to uh, Twitter was also captioned, student told Matt Barnes to shut up. Right, And he said, I never said anything like that. He came up to me. All I wanted to do was get back to announcing the championship game. So Matt Barnes goes to Twitter and says to a uh, woman on Twitter, shut your ass up. I was talking to the ref, not you or that kid that decided to say some slick ass. Don't let that privileged HWS, uh, Harvard Westlake, S go to your head. I don't give an F who your son is. And then somebody followed it up with a video. It says, caught in 4K, buddy. It's all on video. I mean, you can very clearly see him lose it at a basketball game uh, that his son was playing at. You know, that's an interesting question. If the uh, kid is broadcasting the game and what Matt Barnes is saying is being overheard, I think the kid has a right to be upset. Now, as a 17-year-old, can you ever... Can you ever call out an adult? Do you believe that? I know there are certain people who just believe that kids should never never call out adults, even if they think they're wrong, that that's not their place to do so. It's disrespectful. Uh, if he did actually call him out, say, hey, 17? shut up, shut up, even if it's Matt Barnes. I like, don't I'm, think he said shut up. Well, I don't know what he, what, what he said, but should he not have said anything to Matt Barnes, let other people handle it because he's just 17, or does he have a right to say something if he feels like, Hey, I mean, this guy is being disruptive, and I'm I'm doing this broadcast. And what would you have done? I probably would have just tried to plow through it. And yeah, we know. Not said anything to Matt Barnes. Yeah, could be an intimidating yeah. fellow for sure. Matt came up. And what would Ted Leitner have done? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I think we know. <laughs> I heard what Ted Leitner. We have a concept. Bite me. I heard him lose his mind on Saturday calling the uh, Utah State game because the coach, Danny Sprinkle, of the Aggies... Danny Sprinkle. ...would not, would not stand anywhere except right in front of Ted the entire time. (laughs) I would do the exact same thing. Coach, coach, can't you just move over here? I can't see anything. I can't call the game. I can't call the game. I can't see. It's incredible. He lost his mind. I love it. I love when he loses his his mind. mind. (laughs) I have a lot of love for Teddy and me. We got a little Teddy coming up. Yeah, we do. In a second, and do do this. But Matt Uh, Barnes, Matt Barnes, number one, like let the officials call the game, right? Don't go on the court. We get it. You're a big NBA star, but don't go on the court. Don't start calling the referees p-words. You went full little league dad. You know it happened, and you know wear it, uh, and and accept your accept your punishment. All right, had our first Las Vegas-based controversy of Super Bowl week on uh, day one, essentially. Had the uh, the media night last night at Allegiant Stadium. But uh, before that, the San Francisco 49ers had their first practice. They have been assigned UNLV as their home practice base for the week. So they're using the UNLV 
football teams practice fields. UNLV, though, has uh, field turf, and they decided that's not what they wanted to practice on. So the NFL installed like a sod, a grass field above the field turf, temporary for for the week for the 49ers to practice on. But apparently they just put it in last week, and the 49ers aren't too happy with the quality of said field. Now, Roger Goodell has said, it's it's fine. We've had 23 experts go check it out. The union signed off on it. This is fine. There's no story here. There's nothing to, nothing to see here. Yeah. Um, the 49ers, though, said there's certain standards. There's a hardness score for fields, and every field in the NFL is at least 70. It's like pretty... Pretty firm. You don't yeah. want guys sinking into the grass, essentially. And they, they said the field that they're using is in the 50s. It's, like, pretty soft compared to what everybody's used to. Now, maybe they're being soft by <laughs> complaining about grass that, that sinks a little bit too much. But the last thing you want to deal with is an injury or no something doubt. like that this week. They're going to deal with it, um, you know, well, trying to move past this story. But it's I was reading on something ESPN. that was talked about yesterday. Says the NFL put in a sod field on top of the field turf and started laying it just last week. The NFL ordinarily requires Super Bowl practice fields to be done and meet the standards back in December. Holy smokes. Like, they just did it yeah, last one week. One week's pretty, pretty quick to try to just put a grass field on something. You'd have time to let it kind of settle and the seams to all meld together. A week isn't a lot of time. Man, when I see what my beloved San Diego Seals play on, uh, the the turf that they play on at Pachanga Arena with bubbles and, and folded up corners, and then you go to the backfields of Peoria, Arizona, and you take ground balls on that, the way I look at it is I'm like, no one should complain about anything. You guys are, you guys are pro. You'll be fine. You know, you'll be fine. Find a giant ballroom to practice in in Las Vegas. I'm sure there are plenty. You know what I'm there saying? There probably are football-sized ballrooms There's no in Las Vegas to practice they're, in. They're going to be okay. Um, I got the last one just made me laugh yesterday. I saw this tweet from uh, the, D. the great. Mega doo-doo. The great Ted Leitner, who we just mentioned. I wish I could do his voice better, but I'm not going to. It's a GPS breakdown trying to get to the Madres' 50th anniversary dinner. Stopped at the Brigantine to get directions. Manager Andy Thimes says, I'll drive you there, and then you call me, and I'll pick you up later. <laughs> Saved by a Padres fan. So the dinner the dinner wasn't at the it brig. It was not at the brig. <laughs> but Ted knew how to get to the brig. He, and he thought saw maybe the someone, brig. Someone at the brig will know where I, I'm supposed to go. I absolutely died. And not only did they, they said, Uncle Teddy, I'll drive you. I'll just take you there. Thanks to Andy at the Brigantine and the Madres. He said, Saved by a Padres fan. I thought that was the greatest story <laughs> Imagine you're, you know, you're Andy from the Brigantine, and Ted Leitner walks in all in a panic because he's lost, and you're like, you know what, bro, leave your car. I, I would have done this exact same thing. Like, I'll just drive you there. Uncle Teddy showed a, a great, you know, a lot of trust in, in Andy from the Brigantine to get him there. Uh, but I thought that was just a really, really cool story, and, and very uh, quintessentially Uncle Teddy. And Polly on our feed showed a great picture of my colleague uh, Marie Coronel, who was there at the Madres dinner. Posing with Uncle Teddy and Jesse Gler and Mud Grant, all at the uh, the Madres anniversary dinner. So that was very cool. And that is Don't and Do Do This for a Tuesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, we'll come back. Uh, new prospect rankings are out. I almost what It's almost embarrassing this? to say I know. this. What I know, just, just to keep... Keep bringing them up. It was Keith Law who had his uh, his top 100 in the Athletic yesterday, but he's higher on one particular Padre than any other 
list. And, Keith, uh, Keith has done this in the past. Yes, he he's done this in the past. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy that he presents. Uh, and he's done this on more than one occasion. We can talk about that as well. Coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. The more it shakes, the more I have to let go. Now the signal's still getting all mixed up. We're always doing damage control. But in the middle of the night, I worry. It's blurry even without light. In the middle of the night. I worry, it's blurry even without light. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. We're just one hour away from uh, Padres pitching coach Ruben Niebla joining Ben and Woods for just the second time ever. Looking forward to that conversation. As uh, I mean, Ruben was so important in you know AJ Preller's mind to the franchise that uh, he was <laughs> me, he was locked up before they hired Bob Melvin, correct? Yes. And now that and when Bob Melvin left, it's like no, but we're we're keeping Ruben for sure. No matter who we hire as our new manager. Ruben is sticking around. They want him to be a mainstay of this organization for as long as possible. Yeah, I, I think that's that goes without saying. He came in here with uh, rave reviews from everybody that worked with him before in Cleveland. Um, yeah, my hope, Benny, is that he is a Padre for the rest of his career. And he is watching him uh, yesterday at PLNU and listening to him speak as well. 
Uh, that dude knows exactly what he's talking about, and guys really, really respond to him. And you saw what he was able to do uh, last year, helping guys like Michael Walker, helping guys like Seth Lugo. Um, you know, I think it's 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 a, a lot of the times it's dependent on the player as well. You know, you're not a magician, you're not an alchemist or anything. Like the guys got to want to do the work and learn, and they do under him. I, I think I think from a standpoint of uh, some of the staff that AJ Preller has put together, Ben. I honestly second to none as far as Ruben and his squad go. Um, I'm looking forward to our conversation with Ruben and getting his thoughts on some of the new pitchers. So he said he has seen 26 different Padres pitchers already coming through the lab. So he'll have a good idea of of what he's got to work with this season, even before pitchers and catchers report to Peoria, Arizona this Sunday. Yeah, some guys on the roster, some guys non-roster invitees, uh, I think is is what I read. But yeah, if you get a chance to go work with him, absolutely, you take it. And I, I love to hear that 26 guys have already done that. All right. Um, I know we've we've had a lot of prospect talk this offseason, but it is fun to dream on the potential of uh, you know, future maybe superstars, and uh, Keith Law of the Athletic is extremely high, even higher than uh, most on one Padres prospect in particular. Get to that right after this check at on 97.3 The Fan. So it's prospect ranking season, and everybody who uh, who does this has come out with lists in the last few weeks, uh, including Baseball America and MLB Pipeline and uh, ESPN. Uh, so you've seen a ton of these, and they're all kind of variations on the same theme. You know, there some guys will make the top 100, others won't on certain lists. The you know the top 15, 20 are generally the same guys for the most part in a little different order. And we've seen Ethan Salas jump into all of these rankings after last year. I mean, he wasn't even eligible yet; had not started his pro career as a 16 year old who had just signed. Um, out of Venezuela. But this year he is eligible, and we've seen him climb into the top 10 in certain rankings, number 9. But Keith Law of The Athletic uh, released his rankings yesterday, and he has Ethan Salas all the way up at number 3. Ooh, hard not to get excited about number that. Number 3. That's, um, that's, a, that's a very excited Keith Law looking at the potential future of Ethan Salas. And uh, here's what he wrote a little bit. They will have you have you kind of wetting your appetite about what Salas could bring. So he's a smooth catcher who has game-calling experience and is comfortable catching premium velocity already with a plus arm and quick release as well. At the plate, he's surprisingly short to the ball for a six foot two hitter with easy power already. He has enough pitch recognition that he has an idea of when to reach back for a little for a harder uh, reach back a little for a harder but longer swing. Catching's tough on the body and mind with prospects behind the dish essentially doing a double major, learning all of the skills for a backstop, receiving, blocking, framing, throwing, game calling being nice to umps, while also developing as a hitter. Salas is advanced at the first major, being a catcher as any 17-year-old I can remember seeing, and he seems to be ready to at least survive in double-A as a hitter already. It's a potential that would potential bat that would play at first base attached to a catcher who might be plus in every meaningful aspect of the position. If he keeps hitting, Krylon might put him in their commercials. I don't know what that means, I don't know what that means I either, but I bet it's is. good. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds very good. That's as me. glowing of a, a scouting report as you're going to hear about just about anybody. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's funny. And I he he lists his criteria for for how he ranks these Cryon guys. Cryon is spray paint, paint in the corner. No, no. Hmm. it must be some campaign that we're unaware of. Yeah, 
potentially. <laughs> so he lists. Oh, is that Johnny Bench's? Was that that's what Johnny Bench used to oh, do the ads for spray Krylon spray paint? That. Is that there right? We figured it out. The next Johnny Bench. That's I think that's what that reference was to. I got that reference. Big shoes to fill. Um, <laughs> the interesting, the interesting oh, thing like that Captain America with a Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, I got that one. I got that one. It's very old. No right. idea what you're talking. Very about. old. It's like Andy Griffith's show. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Just we're just saying stuff. And it's like all in the family. And cheers. Very much like Cheers. What Keith does is a little bit odd to me. He's got his top two guys are ready to make, you know, they're expected to probably play this year. And that's Jackson Holiday, Jackson Churio, a couple of Jacksons at the top, the uh, Orioles and Brewers, respectively. But then he's got. He's got Ethan Salas at three, and way down, not way down the list, but down the list a little bit is, checking in at number 23, Jackson Merrill, who's probably the the prospect that is is closest to the big leagues, I would imagine, for the San Diego Padres, at least on the position side. But there's no imagine. reason to ever think that a pro, just because a prospect is closer to the big leagues affects their overall, their overall ranking, ranking of what kind of prospect you think they are. Now, it's weird that number nine, Evan Carter, is in there, but he has a World Series ring from the Texas Rangers last year. Um, but, yeah, like there's Paul Skeens, Kyle Harrison pitched really well for the Giants last year. He's in, in he's Everybody has their kind of rules yeah. about how much service time you can have while still be classified as a prospect. Yeah. And even winning a World Series doesn't necessarily no. make you a better prospect. Now, it's... Much harder to project a younger guy who's 17 years old. Which is why I would have put him down maybe, not nothing against him, but guys that are probably more ready to make the stand, jump. Stand by your evaluation. You know, if you look at a, a position like catcher and a guy like Ethan Salas who stands out so much compared to other catchers of his age... I can certainly see why Keith Law would make that argument that you're not going to get much better than this. I mean, I've heard uh, you know Pudge Rodriguez being compared to Ethan Salas in terms of the advancement, like what he looked like as a 17 year old. No one's been as advanced since like Pudge at this age. Yeah, he made his debut pretty early. He's, I think, 19 19. is is when he made his debut, and there's talk. And he was immediately, when he got there, he was, that's, that's, he was incredible. There's talk that, um, that Ethan Salas may even beat that. So if he comes up in 2025, he would come up likely as an 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, you know, if he comes up early in the year, because he will turn, he will turn 18 this summer. He's 17, will turn 18, I think, I, sometime around August or something is when his birthday was. Because he remember he played like four or five games as a 16 year old at Lake Elsinore and then turned 17 uh, this last season. So now he'll play a bunch of this year is 17 and turn 18. But if he comes up June first in, in tw- June first, so even earlier. So if he comes up uh, in 2025, it will likely be either as an 18 year old or a 19 year old. And there's a lot of people who think he can absolutely make his major league debut in 2025. Man, he's got to you know. It- He's got a hit, and and that's what Keith says is is that he can survive at Double A. That's the thought. Um, I did hear Jim Callis on with Gwen and Chris yesterday saying it was pretty insane that they moved him up to Double uh, A last year. But then again, man, like getting experience is is not a bad thing. It doesn't. 
What's the? Let me ask I, I you think this. that's overblown. It was nine. It was nine. Nine games. games. What's the? What is the harm there for nine games it, to bring it, a if, guy up? If you had brought him up for like three months and he was just just struggled just and, and outmatched by the pitchers yeah. and you lose confidence, that's that's one thing. It, for nine games as part of a playoff run to be part with other guys and by the way, everyone said he may not have put up big numbers, but it doesn't didn't look like he didn't belong there when he was at Double A with the other guys. You know, he wasn't hitting. Quite against the double A level of pitchers, who, by the way, are generally the top yeah. pitching prospects. The top guys in a guy in their system are going to be at the double A level. Um, so, you know, facing the best of the best. But yeah, I, I thought the most of the reports we heard last year were very good. It's going to be fun to see where he starts the now, season this year. Paul, did you say you saw a prediction that someone thought that he might even come up in September this year? It was it was uh, ESPN's bold predictions. So not something that they necessarily really believe will happen, but something that they think could happen, at least on the outside realm of possibility. And I don't remember exactly who wrote it. I think Alden Gonzalez and Kylie McDaniel wrote a couple of blurbs for the Padres. One of them was that Jackson Merrill would get called up before the All-Star break. Okay. And the other one was that Ethan Salas would be a September call-up for the San Diego Padres. Not because they need him, not because they really even want him to play, but for the same reasons that you just talked about with him getting that promotion last year, it would be getting that major league experience. Getting yeah, the life of a major league baseball player, getting coached by the best, etc. Where, you know, the Padres have been pretty good about not manipulating service time. That one, to me, would be a little bit insane at the big league level in September. It's not the 40, you know, you don't get to call up 100 guys like you used to and just have a guy. You don't want to start that clock, I guess, if you don't need to uh, for a, he'll be just freshly 18, a few months few months uh, past his 18th Does birthday. Start his clock? Yes. The September call-up the, the, would, would the count min, as a year the, the, of service? It, it, a minute. It, uh, no, the, it goes day by day, though. You but, don't get like a full year of service. You, you right. get maybe like 10 or 15 days. You, now, don't, want to, you don't want to now, start if he, that if he then if was If he was then on the team to start the next year, you might get him closer to Super 2 status for arbitration in a couple of years. But if he's that good, great, him. that's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're you might, you might think of anyway. extending him. Now, one thing that, and I can't remember who brought it up, and this is um, this would be in the category of really good problems to have. But what if Luis Camposano goes out and has a monster season this year as the generally everyday starting catcher for the Padres? And you know the best that we saw from Camposano last year was was quite intriguing, and you know his hitting ability continues to improve behind the plate. And has the potential, I would say, to go well this season to put himself squarely in the upper half, maybe of catchers in baseball. Yeah, he's you know, ranked. All- he's ranked lower, lower third right now, uh, preseason rankings and all that. I saw something the other day, uh, but yeah, if if he's able to do that, Benny. Move up a couple of notches there. You're a top 10, top 10 catcher in the league, which is, he absolutely has the potential to do that. Um, Obviously, he's got to stay healthy, yep. which is, uh, has been a challenge for him so far. It opens up a, a whole new can of worms for AJ Preller, which again, those are worms that you're happy to have. Uh, again, yeah, probably too early to really speculate, but at some point, you'd have to consider position changes and trades. And I mean, it's a, it would be a very valuable commodity to have. A productive, everyday Luis Campusano at the big league level, and Ethan Salas pushing his way up quickly in the minor league level, and then trying to figure out what you're going to do with your riches at a position that most teams are fairly poverty at. And by the way, 
we don't talk about some of the other Padres catching prospects, but uh, they've got a, a few they've guys few. down there that, yep. that these experts are fairly high. I'm not top 100 guys, but certainly catchers that at, at every level now that, that other teams would be going like, God, I wish we, I wish we had some of the catchers the Padres had in their minor league system. So it is They a, can be yours for the low, low price of a... Excellent, excellent corner outfielder, perhaps. Or Maybe a some, center fielder. Uh, starting pitcher. Starting pitcher, perhaps. The low, low price. Uh, you know, and I don't know that, that teams are... I mean, there are probably some teams out there that are looking to build their minor league catching system. Most are looking for someone who's going to compete, contribute pretty quickly on the major league level. It is the position that's the hardest to fill, both in major league baseball and on your adult league team. Do you, are you catching? Do you have uh, a catcher? I'm catcher rich. You're catcher I'm, rich. I'm laden. Really? Catcher You're like one of the only yeah, adult laden. league managers. Position. Catcher rich. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know what I'm doing. So I, I knew exactly who I needed to target, and I and I got them. I got Michael t- says, "Here goes Ben again, trying to trade our good players." Yeah, <laughs> Ben trying to trade Ethan Salas today. I didn't say that. Shocking. I could be trading Luis Camposano. I'm shocked. <laughs> Absolutely shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 speechless. No, it's it's a good it's a good problem to have, you know. Except when they're all at shortstop coming up, it's a, you know that's that's been kind of an issue. You can't have the massive log jam there, uh, but yeah, at, at some point, man, you can't hang on to all of these guys forever. But Ethan Salas is one that feels a little bit like the golden goose. Like you're not that's not one that's going to be that's that's a non-starter uh, for any trade talks. I would imagine it, it seems like the organization is really really high on him, and we can ask we can ask Ruben Niebel about him as well. I know he's worked with him. I'm sure. Is there any desire? And, and again, don't even know if there's been conversations lately. <laughs> but now that uh, Kyle Higashioka is part of the team as a backup, Gary Sanchez remains in free agency, unsigned by another team. Is there any desire to to get Gary Sanchez back as a designated hitter bat and potential injury insurance back up at a catcher position in case Luis Camposano goes down again, you wouldn't necessarily feel too good about Kyle Higashioka and Brett Sullivan as your only major league catchers for an extended period of time. You know, I wonder uh, what the plan is with Gary Sanchez. He had a really, really nice resurgence with the Padres and really found his power stroke. I don't know what he's going to command, Ben. I mean, if you're talking a couple million bucks, yeah, no brainer, no brainer. You got to do it. Uh, can DH for you, but he was one of your is he gone? very I, few bright spots. So, Dozenator says, didn't he go to the Pirates? I saw they were rumored to be interested in him, but I don't know that a deal has been consummated yet. I did not see that, but uh, I don't believe he signed anywhere, which means he's still fair game if if teams are interested. And, and the- I really, I, I really liked. I was anti getting Gary Sanchez here, and he showed me. I was so happy to be wrong uh, on him. I loved seeing what he did last year for this team, and it seemed like such a natural fit. Um, let's see. Angels labeled as a fit for two-time All-Star by MLB.com. Uh, Pirates rumors, Gary Sanchez still. Um, yeah, Pirates and Angels are the two teams attached to him right now. It doesn't sound like the Padres are really in on him. I mean, we talk about, obviously, the outfield spots and some pitching depth. You brought it up yesterday. I think Pauly made a promo out of it. Designated hitter is not somewhere that the Padres are at all in good shape, especially with the news that Manny Machado is progressing well and could be back at third base by the start of the season. If he's healthy, he's at third, which puts you know Xander Bogarts, Hassan Kim, Jake Cronenworth in your infield. And you you still don't even have a complete outfield, so you can't take one of your outfielders and make them a, a designated hitter, which leaves what? 
Kyle Higashioka, Eggy Rosario, Matt, Matt Batten, Batten, Jose Azokar. These are not designated hitting options that you want to be choosing from. They no. need another bat, too. That's not just an outfielder, but someone who can just plug in and give them some uh, some designated hitter at bats as well. Yeah, I, and again, I just I have not. It's been so tight lipped, man. I have not heard the Padres really connected to uh, anyone, but that's usually how it goes. Typically, when they are connected to someone, they don't get them, and then they get somebody that surprises and, you, like Wandy Peralta. And when Eric Gruppner said and went through the prospects and said, "Hey, the youth movement is coming," you don't want any of them to really be the DH, though. No. You don't want to, you know, hamstring a, a young player by then not letting him play the field once they bring him up. So I don't really consider, other than in an emergency, anyone like Jackson Merrill to be a DH right. coming up. That's the last option you want to do for a young player early in their career. Couldn't agree more. So you need someone Somebody. out there to DH, and I just thought maybe Gary Sanchez. Another right-hander, of course. Of but. course. Beggars can't be choosers at a certain point. All right, we'll come back. we got two hours to go. Ruben Niebla will join us in our 8 o'clock hour. Uh, much more coming up with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.